solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum. Chapter Fifteen. Beaubaton and Durmstrang. Welcome to another episode. I'm Alex. I'm Molly. And this is Potter Watch. We're doing chapter 15. Yeah. 15 today. Originally titled Bo Battens and Durmstrang. And we're all able to listen to this episode. I'm pretty sure because they come in on a boat. I think I asked what did Durmstrang come in on. Yeah. If not, it was a flying carriage. <laughs> and if that neither of those are right, wow, the magic just worked. Good thing. Oh no, you can't listen. Just kidding. You can totally listen. Everyone can listen. <clears throat> um, what did you name this chapter, Molly? <clears throat> um, two if by sea, one if by air. That's a little Paul Revere nod, if you didn't catch that. Oh, I... Slash National Treasure. (laughs) (laughs) Always quote National Treasure. God, I love National Treasure. That movie is a national treasure. It really is. I didn't know if to say one if by air or one if by land, because, like, the carriage, like, kind of did come from the sky, so... Yeah. But... What did you rename it? Okay. Mine is not nearly as good as yours. I renamed mine Guests in the Castle. Like a Beauty and the Beast kind of thing? Sure. I just, because they're guests. And they're in the castle. And they're in the castle. Look, it was a bad title. But the I think Bobatons and Durmstring was a fitting title. Oh, like, yeah, it was for just sure. a good title. So I was like, ugh. I was having Nothing a hard I time say at it's going to be better than and this. And the next chapter, Goblet of Fire, I was also having a really hard time. Same. My notes and, um, and haikus are not as creative this Oh, week. I feel like I got my haiku swing back. Mm. A little bit. All right. Well, please explain this chapter to us in a 575, Malls. Okay. Harry wows Mad-Eye. Ooh. Max makes a bovine entrance. <laughs> And Victor sails in. <laughs> wow, amazing. That was great. Do you like Max? I do, I do. Um, I really wanted to say sails in. So that was like, everything was built around that. <clears throat> Are you ready? Yeah. Um, mine is, <laughs> Granger says join Spew. Hogwarts is in a flurry. Bo and Strang are here. <laughs> is the spew in this chapter? Yeah. She's okay. all in a tizzy about spew because she's like, um, you they can't apparate in Hogwarts a history. Oh yeah. Da 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 da. And then she starts talking about how Well, that's not really an accurate time. It should be called <laughs> Re- Hogwarts a revised history or something. Um, yeah, I forgot. Because it's in the next chapter, too. So yeah. It's... I mean, Spew is very prominent oh, in yes. this book. Hermione just can't stop spewing about it. <laughs> I think I make a joke like You're that such a every card. time. <laughs> um, alrighty. So let's get 
into our notes. My first note is about Sirius's letter that Harry's writing where he's like, Harry's all nervous because he wants um, Sirius to stay put and he doesn't want him to do anything like hasty, like a fair worry. Right. And so Harry like tries to do this letter where he lies to Sirius, but it's such bad lying. Like my first note says lie better, Harry. I said, oh, Harry, don't lie. You're bad at it even in writing. Like... Yeah, you know, I f- I'm fine. I probably just, like, Imagine. made up that stuff about my scar. <laughs> I'm feeling perfectly fine. Don't bother coming. <laughs> like, if you're gonna lie, like, put some other stuff in the letter. Yeah, it was clearly... And then later on, spoiler, we get an, a, a reply message from Sirius that's like, nice try. try. Like, not a nice try, Harry. Pretty obvious. He's probably like, oh, just like your father. <laughs> Whoa. Sad. Well, it was supposed to be like a, you're just classic. Fair. Hedwig is a full queen. <laughs> Full-fledged royalty is I what love my says. But then Harry, like, gets her in the end. It was funny. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll just take Pigwidgeon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Harry, like, being so, like... Mm, I, yeah, I guess I'll take a pig. He's, like, absolutely not. Um, I said it was, like, good call on Ron when he, like, kind of shuts Hermione down from, like, scolding him. And I just... I like these moments with Ron and Hermione where they kind of, like, read Harry and, like, yeah. tell each other, like... And it... It's just, like, a little foreshadow to the seventh one, I feel like, a little bit. But yeah. Not a big thing, but... Now, where are you in... Yes, um... I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> wow. Molly has a face. <clears throat> Do you want to start? No, you can start. <laughs> you seem like you need to start. Well, I just, I feel like it's really messed up. Like, it's an illegal curse on, like, 14-year-olds. It's, yeah. It it's, reminds me of parents who, like, drink with their kids at home and being like, oh, well, like, they just, they, like, should be, like, able to, like, drink with me. Because it's, like. I think it's a little bit different than that. I mean, I made the same argument, like, last week where I feel like. Moody uh, Crouch has a point when he says, like, all right, like, you can practice it when someone is, like, I don't think you can really learn to shield your mind from it unless someone's trying to do it on you. Although I do think, like, maybe they're too young. I think you, I agreed with you, like, thinking over it this time around that I think they are too young for it. But I think there's, there, there really is no other way to, to practice it. Right. So, like, my analogy is like parents with their like 16 year olds being like oh you guys can have your party here or like I want you to get drunk with me for the first time so you don't get drunk like somewhere else but it's like you're just sending like a bad message I feel like like wait till your kids are 21 and then do it or like whatever like yeah I I've always hate like because that was like very big at my high school like parents that were like very mm-hmm. like encouraging of like how like parties at their house if you're gonna drink i'd rather you do it in the house exactly and it's like mean girls <laughs> yeah it was just um a mean girls day it was just mean girls day so i don't know which that might ruffle people's feathers but because i know that's a very controversial thing but um a lot of those kids made really bad decisions in their lives after that <laughs> yeah i mean i don't like that 
that when that happens, like when parents are like that, but I do understand, I think this is a little different because drinking like really at any age isn't that good for you, you know, right. like this is something that like is preventative. But it is, it's still illegal. Like it's an illegal curse. Yeah. Like, like to me, I guess that's like the bottom line. I know you're really stuck on the law thing and that doesn't really bother me. Cause I think if it was like, oh, this is just like a really bad curse, like you or whatever, but like, it's illegal for anyone to use it. Yeah. You know, it's not like only adults can use it or whatever. Yeah. Like, like the rule, like that they can't use magic outside of Hogwarts. Like, I don't care if they break that. Like, that's a rule, but this is like. It's also illegal though. It is illegal. Like, to use underage magic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. But, yeah, for some reason, that doesn't, like, bother me as much. But. I mean, I think <laughs> this is clearly much more serious than... Yeah. <laughs> serious spelled with an I, am I right? <laughs> serious than, um, than um, using magic outside of school. Yeah. Especially because it also doesn't seem like he's actually teaching them how to, like, stop it. Like, yeah, he's just, like, trying to... what it feels like. Like, he does do it later, he does, like, give them instruction on it later He's in this He's, like, book. watch Harry do it. Yeah, and he, like, tr- and he, like, I, I have, like, a memory of him, like, actually giving them, like, instructions. Like, this time I think you're right. Like, he doesn't tell them at all how to. I don't think they come back to it. You don't think they do? I don't think so. For some reason, I thought they did. I know he's, like, watch Harry, like, whatever, but I don't think they come back to it in class. Hmm. This, wow, that's interesting because this seemed like, this chapter, like, really sticks out to me when I think about the book. I thought it was later, too. Yeah, so I think they may come back to it later. Maybe. Um, But, Um, yeah, I just feel like he's just, and obviously it's also because it's, like, a bad guy actually doing it. But even if it was, like, real moody or um, whatever, like, I just, I, I don't know, I just feel like it's. It's a bad call. Like, if Lupin did this, like, I would be, like, very untrusting of that. Like, I'd be like, what the fuck, Lupin? Like, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. It just feels, it feels wrong to, to do it. To yeah. Me. No, I see what you're saying. I, I do think they're too young for it. Yeah. But I also think it's an, an important spell to learn. Like, I would want to know. I feel like what the issue is, it should be, like, a self-defense class. Like, it's something, an elective that you elect to take. Like, you, like... Put, like, your consent into it. Like, it shouldn't be something that they all have to, like, experience if they don't want to. But, like, I would want to learn how to defend myself. Yeah, I guess. Well, and they definitely shouldn't start out with just, like, doing it, like, teach them, like, legitimacy or whatever. Like, something like that where you're learning to, like, close your mind to stuff. Yeah. And then maybe graduate to that, but, like... Yes, I I do think he's, like, was not a good teacher in this moment. Like, he definitely didn't give them enough prep or instruction. Like, I do feel like this should be something that they actually are like, oh, we need to learn the theory. Like, mm-hmm. I hate to talk... I have a note later. Actually, my next note is how this is, like, complete opposite of next year. Mm-hmm. Like, theory versus practicality. But, like, I do think that this is something that you could, like, learn about the theory and learn about closing your mind and, like, protecting yourself. But, like, you don't need the spell to do that. Or you I can do you it with other spells. Need the spell. I feel like the whole, like, I feel like the idea of it, like, you're never going to learn it unless you do it. Unless you, like, actually have it. Because I think no matter, like, if you know it's coming, like, you're just, you're not going to, like, unless you're Harry, who's, like, predisposed to be, like, good at shutting your mind off like that, like, you're not going to be ready for 
someone to imperious you because you you aren't going to know what that feels like so you're not going to know like how to stop it I guess, but I also feel like, is there, like, a way to stop it? Like, can you really, like, teach yourself to stop it? I think so. Like, I think if Harry had kept going, he could have easily learned. Like, he did it, like, his first try almost. Yeah, but, like, I don't know if he's, like, doing anything in order to do that. Like, he just has, like, this voice in his head that's, like, telling him not to do it. But I don't think... But I think that's what happens in everyone's head. Like, I think that little voice thing is, like, you're like, oh... I'm in this trance and I'm kind of high and then like yeah. I'm being told to do this and I think it's like it's sort of like how I imagine it it's like when people say that you can like train yourself to control your dreams mm. that's what it seems like to me where it's like you have an awareness of like your head and being in your own head and you can sort of like communicate through that yeah in a way that allows you but it's like people train to do that and I also don't know if it's like kind of bullshit but like that's like a thing that happens in the muggle world is that people are like train themselves to control their dreams yeah like sometimes I feel like I can do something like that in class like do some like meditation stuff there definitely should be like a full class on it and it should be multiple steps and then you should like whatever four weeks in I yeah I think you have to be 17 too like I don't think yeah I it do should think, be able to be like yeah I'm fine with this like you know yeah or a parent signature yeah yeah all right that's such an American thing I feel like though the parent signature I don't know like that just they had seemed, to do it to get to Hogsmeade that's true yeah um we call them CYAs cover your ass <laughs> And, um, with, cause I work with kids and like we, like if we need to take a picture of them or something like that, like you have to like get a sign thing for everything and it's like, you just do it because it's like cover, cover your ass. Yeah, cover your ass. Just in case they need the paperwork. Yeah. Dean doing the national anthem. Is there a national anthem in like, what is the Scotland national anthem? Is there like a great well, Britain? he's Irish. Dean. Oh, Dean. Yeah. Probably English. Like, but like, it, it, Hogwarts is in Scotland. Yeah, but he's British, I think. Yeah, it's interesting. Maybe there's like one for all of Great Britain. Like it was just UK. funny. I was thinking about it. Yeah. Um. Um, and then my next note is like similar along the lines of what we've been already talking about. The Imperious Curse seems so scary. Yeah. Like I just. Like, it seems so terrifying to be that out of control. Yeah. It's definitely, like, well, I, it's hard to say. Like, they're all bad. Like, they're all equally bad. So, I don't know. But. I would rather take the um, Cruciatus Curse than the I think it's the most powerful. Like, obviously, like, Avada Kedavra, like, there's no counter curse. And, like, you obviously can't come back from it. But, like, you can do so much more with. Imperia. Yeah. And just, like, personally, I don't want to be out of my control. Like, I'd rather have my wits about me. Yeah. Than, yeah. Like, In a situation, yeah. Yeah, and it's, like, what what's scary to me about the Imperious Curse is that... Your mind's telling you, like, it's okay. Like, yeah, like it's it. not just, like, oh, you're being forced to do it. Like, you're a robot. It's, like, you're your complicit. mind... Your mind is, like, in a happy state, and you think, like... It's kind of like being brainwashed. Yeah, it's exact... Yeah, it's horrifying. Um, It, like, I was... I, not to, like, bring it down even more, but it reminded me a lot of, like... 
you know, like, it's like when you, like, put, like, drugs, like, a date rape drug, yeah. you know, like, it's something that, like, completely lowers your inhibitions and makes you just, like, very, yeah, ugh, don't like it. Um, Obviously, it's not, like, it's not supposed to be a good thing. Um, but my, like, so my theory that I was talking about, I guess it was last chapter, maybe the chapter before, was that Crouch could be, like, keeping all the students, like, under Imperius and just telling them to act normal mm-hmm. um, in case he needs to use them for his plan. Like, yeah. there's, like, clearly has, like, a lot of holes in it, but, like, that was just, like, my thought, like, because he totally could, like, there's nobody checking him. Mm-hmm. And he could just be, and telling them just, like, go about your business, like, normal. And then, yeah. like, if he needs them to, like, intervene with, like, Harry or, like, plant a book or whatever, like, he could easily just... He has that at his disposal. He just put all these kids under the Imperius curse, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Or to your, like, he could be testing them. Like, yeah. to see, like, maybe he's aware that some people are naturally, like, predisposed. And he, like, and so he wants to know, like, oh, if I use it on Harry, he's gonna know that it was used on him. But, like, other people might not know. Yeah. Also... Just a side note, I think the reason he teaches it to them, and we were kind of saying this last time too, but definitely in this episode is some kind of twisted, like, power trip because of what happened to him. Like, I think... Like, he just hates the Imperius curse? No, like, it's like a... He wants to put it on other people? Yeah, it's like if you have, like, abuse in your past, you, like... Yeah. Abu- you're more likely to abuse other people. It's sort of like you're re you're reclaiming your own power by like, like exerting that on somebody else, which is going into my theory that he's a psychopath. Definitely <laughs> fan theory. <laughs> fan theory. Barney Crouch Jr. is a psychopath. What is it with? Um, why is it that David Tennant always is, like, so good at playing the psycho? He barely plays him in this, though. Oh, but it's enough. Like, yeah. he he's, like, he sticks out to me even before I knew who David Tennant was. Like, I remember who plays Barty Crouch. That thing. Yeah, like, he puts his mark on this part. And then, like, the purple man. And then... And I then didn't watch Doctor Who. Purple man. Well, he's not really a psycho in Doctor Who. But he is a more, like, aggressive doctor than, I've like, I've seen his Matt Hamlet, Smith. though. His Hamlet, also psychotic. a psychopath. <laughs> I just remember that weird sweater he wears in Hamlet. He was good in Hamlet. He was, but it was a weird sweater. I like his production. I like his Gertrude, too. That's not the one with Glenn Close, is it? Uh, I think that's a different no, one. No, I think that's a different I one. I like the Glenn Close one. That's when, like, they basically make out. Um, not, I don't like that part, but that's, like, very memorable. Um, but that's where, No incest taboo, Molly. Well, that's, like, when I was first introduced to that, like, theory about Hamlet. Oh, that... Because we watched, like, part of it in my class. Mm -hmm. When we're talking about Hamlet. Like, that movie in particular, because they, like, really play with that narrative. I, yeah. (laughs) And Glenn Close is amazing. No, Penny Downey plays Gertrude, and she makes a really interesting choice at the end, which is... With the wine? Yes. What's her interesting choice? Um, Spoilers for Hamlet. <laughs> Hamlet spoils. So, like, um, she, like, like, makes this face, 
where it's like she knows that, that she's the drinking the poison because she's like protecting Hamlet. Like she's like making the choice to die mm, so her son yeah. won't. And it's a really cool choice and I love it. And if I ever played Gertrude, I'd steal it. <laughs> Would 100% steal it because I think it works with her narrative. And, and she also sort of plays it along the whole lines of like she marries Claudius also to protect Hamlet. Like she never... Yeah. Like, she's aware of what's been going on the whole time, yeah. but, like, she doesn't have a power in this world, so. Or is it, like, that she's drinking it, like, in a suicidal way, like, where she, like, feels guilty by that point in the story? Yeah, I mean, I think you would have to, like, I, I mean, like, clearly I don't know what she was actually choosing, but she definitely is making a face where it's, like, a purposeful. Like, she knows it's poison. Yeah, yeah, it's a purposeful choice. Yeah, I think I remember that from that one as well. I remember watching that, like, late at night, I think in college. I don't know, maybe before that, but... Ugh, I love Hamlet. Hamlet's a good one. Um, why do you think Harry can do it? And do you think it has anything to do with the Horcrux? Um, ooh, interesting. I don't, though. I don't, I didn't, I don't think it has, I don't know why the Horcrux would make him predisposed, to. Because there's already, like, dark magic in there. Or, like... That's, like, Voldemort's voice or something like that. Like, the Horcrux being like, no, I'm not going to be controlled. Ooh, that's a really interesting theory. Like, that's what's helping him fight it. Yeah, because, like, it's sort of like how nothing, like, it's impervious to all things except for, like, certain spells. Like, the Horcrux is like... I wonder if after he can do it. I was thinking about that. Because... Like I was saying, like, it doesn't seem like he's doing anything in particular to stop it. And we know from legitimacy that he's, like, not good at But he's not good at, he's not good at it because of Snape. Like, I don't think he's, I, I think that's different. Well, he also doesn't want to be good at it. But I don't think, I think, like, if he was, like, predisposed, like, for this, he would be predisposed for occlumency and he could have, like, a natural ability. But I think it's, like, when he goes into occlumency lessons with Snape, he's, like, very tense and stressed and he doesn't want to be there and Snape is awful. Like, he's horrible. Yeah, no, I agree with what you're saying, but I also don't think, like, he has, like, a, like, he's not, like, predisposed for it. Yeah, I mean, like, I could see both arguments because, like, there's no real, like proof obviously about the horcrux thing and i think most people do think he just has like a natural ability to it because he's not he's the only kid in their class that can do exactly um i think he also i wonder if jenny would be good at it why or if it would be like because i feel like it would one i feel like it would be extremely triggering to her uh, for obvious reasons yeah um, I mean... But I was wondering if, like, maybe because of what she'd been through, she might, like, recognize it more and yeah. be able to fight it off. Or be even more susceptible. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, like I don't know. Fighting. I would just be interested to see, like, her reaction to it. Let's just start putting it on everybody. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's go to visit Harry and Jenny's home. Let's have a party. It'll be safe because it's, like, at our house. <laughs> No, um, but yeah, no, I think that's a really interesting thought, Molly, about the Horcrux, because that yeah. makes a lot of sense. I just felt like there, there might have been something bigger going on there, because it doesn't seem skill-based, I guess. There's something else, like, yeah. either, like, Maybelline, you're born with it. Add us, tell us what you think. <laughs>
Um, okay. The real star of this chapter in terms of sass is Minerva McGonagall. Oh, wait, I have another note. Oh, with, sorry. Sorry, with the imperials. Um, Barty Crouch or whatever, Mad-Eye Crouch, um, says they'll have trouble controlling you. One, who is the they? Are they Death Eaters? And it's set, and I'm thinking, like, is Moody, like, kind of torn between, like, he likes Voldemort, but he hates Death Eaters, so is he just there for, like, the power? Like, does he actually really care about what Voldemort stands for? Like, I don't know. Because it seems like he almost wants Harry to beat the Death Eaters. But not Voldemort, and he doesn't. He I think he, he separates wants, them. I think he wants Harry to be good. Like we, I said this earlier. Like I think he needs Harry to be good. Otherwise, he's following this guy who was beat by a baby. You know what I'm saying? So I think he needs Harry he to be powerful. He wants him to be a a, a worthy, a worthy opponent. Yeah. But I feel like he kind of wants the Death Eaters to be finished because he doesn't think they're worthy to be. I think he also like he doesn't like the Death Eaters. We know. Like I think he wants to be the one to like. Like I think he he likes he enjoys his place in this. Game. Yeah, definitely he enjoys his place, but I'm wondering how far he wants to go against the Death Eaters. I don't think very far, because I think he respects Voldemort too much. Daddy said no. <laughs> Yikes. Um, but, like, <laughs> know how, how he acts towards, like, Karkaroff and, like, Snape and stuff like that. But they, I and Lucia. Yeah, I, I think he definitely hates them, but I don't think, I don't think he would ever jeopardize, like his place his his um loyalty to Voldemort but if he uses Harry as like a way to like oh you can beat them because they suck (laughs) yeah I don't know if he's like teaching him it because um not like teaching him it but he because he I don't know just that line like really stuck out to me like they'll have trouble controlling you yeah or like who is they like is it the ministry like is it people like his dad like I think yeah I think it's just like he's like admiring the power like I think it's just like he's got this lust but he has a particular they in mind I guess that's to me I'm like who is it seems like a to me honestly when I read it like I think it sounds like a like, it could be a play on, like, I think definitely, like, all, I think the Death Eaters, the ministry makes sense, and I think maybe JK means that, too, like, as, like, just, like, a metaphor for, like, Harry is hard to control, but in general, I think they is, like, a, a they, them, like, he just is saying, yeah. like, whoever's trying to use this curse against you is gonna have a hard time controlling you, but I do think it has, like, overarching meanings, like, it's a true fact, Harry is not easily controlled. Yeah. And then just the line where he says, um, Harry's like, the way he talks, you'd think we're all going to be attacked any second. Complete opposite from next year where Harry yeah. is like, where Umbridge is like, why do you think someone's trying to attack you? Well, to be fair, Harry <laughs> goes through a lot between now right, and... Right, like, and obviously there is somebody trying to attack them next year, but it's so funny that Harry's kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm 14. <laughs> I just want to look at Cho Chang's boobs. Like, Harry is just, like, not caring about the real threats. All right, I'm at McGonagall now. Sorry. <laughs> Magana. My God, I kind of got it going on. I added a lot of... Yeah, you added a lot of... <laughs> I couldn't get out of it. <laughs> oh, gosh. 
Dean's pincushion still cowering. That I just said great quip. Like, I just think it's a funny Yeah, McGonagall is, like, just on fire. I will keep... I have more. I have a list of things that Go she says it. later. Later. It uh, hasn't come up yet. I do feel bad for Neville. Is that there? Oh, no. No, that's it's, later. it's later. But, yeah, I do feel bad for Neville. That's, like, in my list later. Snape threatening to poison his students. Classic. Horrible teacher. Yay, Hagrid. Be proud of you when he, like, sticks it to Malfoy. Oh, yeah? He says, I say slay Hagrid, drag him. <laughs> can, we just I hear put that, make, yeah. can we put that clip in? Yes. And as part of their project, suggested that they come down to his hut on alternate evenings to observe the scroots and make notes on their extraordinary behavior. I will not, said Draco Malfoy flatly when Hagrid had proposed this with the air of Father Christmas pulling an extra-large toy out of his sack. I see enough of these foul things during lessons, thanks. Hagrid's smile faded off his face. You'll do what you're told, he growled, or I'll be taking a leaf out of Professor Moody's book. I hear you made a good ferret, Malfoy. The Gryffindors roared with laughter. Malfoy flushed with anger, but apparently the memory of Moody's punishment was still sufficiently painful to stop him from retorting. Harry, Ron, and Hermione returned to the castle at the end of the lesson in high spirits. Seeing Hagrid put down Malfoy was particularly satisfying, especially because Malfoy had done his very best to get Hagrid sacked the previous year. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Hagrid. Uh, I was tickled. Malfoy was like so like mm-hmm. he was so butthurt about it. That's what I love. Um, okay, I'm gonna like admit I was I'm gonna take back what I said last year. In part. Actually two years ago. Okay. <laughs> With Hermione. <laughs> Um, do you know what part I'm talking about? Are you talking about the handsome thing? The Lockhart thing? Yes, the Lockhart thing. I said, um, now, like, reading it in this context, I think it's kind of cute that Hermione had a crush on Lockhart. But then in parentheses, I said, (laughs) I had to qualify, I said, I still hate how she defended him, like, how much she defended him, but I do think it's, like, cute, like, how she was, like, such, like, a crush on him. Yeah. And that Ron brings it up. Oh, Ron, was like, Ron also yes. was really, like, is really on fire with his burns. Like, great point, Ron. Yeah. Kind I, of. I do not like people because they're handsome. <laughs> Lockhart. <laughs> Lockhart. That was a sneak diss. That was a sneak diss. Um, but yeah, so I will qualify a little bit about what I said last But time. I also love that she has, like, kind of, like, a full, like, she's like, oh, and he's a prefect. I know. Like, that settled it. <laughs> But I do think that means more to Hermione than his good looks. Oh, I definitely (laughs) agree. Like, I think she is correct in this instance where where I feel like Lockhart's, like, notoriety meant more to her. Like, all of those things that he accomplished than his good looks. Right. Um. But they both have, like, in these next two chapters, they're, like, mm, they're a little... Her aunt and Hermione are a little testy when they bring up someone that yeah. they like. <laughs> I wonder why. I'm so excited to get into all this romantic bullshit. 
Not so much in this book. It's more annoying to me in this book. Oh, you you think it's annoying? In what way? Um, I don't know. I'm not ready for it yet. Like, I have a line later that's, like, icky. <laughs> oh, no. I, I definitely have a note that it's, like, this is gross. But I think it's funny. Like, I it think... It is funny. But I'm for... I'm, like... I'm ready by, like, the sixth one for, like, Harry and Jenny. Oh, no. I, I like that we get it early. I think it's realistic. No, it makes sense. And I'm not, like oh god like this is so inappropriate like it's very appropriate but it's still like kind of like oh this is like so these are my this age like yeah too much so <laughs> i love it i'm like oh i could feel how cringy i was as a as yes a that's exactly i think that's exactly this. what it is uh, mcgonagall no i meant mcgonagall being so harsh rather rude neville like, that was mean. She did not need to call Neville out like that. But, like, I get it. Like, but it, she's not doing it in, like, an educational way. She's doing it because she's like, don't embarrass me in front of the no, other I, school. No, that's why I mean, like, I get it. Like, <laughs> I have, like, um, like, I'm in charge of four staff members. And, like, when they go to trainings and say something stupid, I'm like, oh, my God, you guys know better. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Like, I totally get it. I'm like, don't embarrass me. <laughs> Fred and George, telling Fred and George to shut up. She does that later in this chapter, and I'm like, McGonagall. Also, like, she has to, because, like, Bo Battens suck. Like, they're, they're the worst. Bo Battens do suck. Like, and they will be judgy, so Neville, look sharp, bud. <laughs> but she's, like, a simple switching spell, like, and they're like, it was really hard. Yeah. <laughs> Now we get to um, spew. My oh, notes wait, I'm at Forge. Her, so. Oh. Um, Go ahead. When do they think they're going to see Bagman? Because they don't know he's going to be a judge yet. But they're like, but if you won't talk to us in person, we'll just have to send him, or we'll stuff it into his hand. And then it's like, well, when are you going to stuff it into his hand? Hmm. That was just a silly nitpick. Yeah, that is weird. Although they, uh, but I think they think, they assume that he'll come back for magical games and sports stuff. Well, I don't... Because, like, the Triwizard Tournament, they know is, like, a tournament. Like, I know, but they have this conversation with Hermione being like, who are the judges going to be? And she's like, well, obviously the three. Yeah, but I think they know that, like, it's a big Wizarding World event, and it, it's, like, like, it's sport in general. Like, they're smart enough to, like, I think, assume that he'll be back. And I don't know if earlier in the book... They talked about it with Ludo, like, not with Ludo, but, like, when Charlie and them were, like, bragging about it, if they were, like, and Ludo will be at the school, or Ludo No, but Ludo does um, start talking about it in front yeah, of Yeah, Ludo yeah. says, oh, you know, big things happening at the school or whatever. And then also just, like, LOL, Harry avoiding again. They're, like, asking him if he's going to enter, and then Harry doesn't answer. <laughs> Harry doesn't help himself here. <laughs> okay. Um... Hermione, fight for your right. She found her soapbox, and boy, is she going to stand on it. <laughs> Do you know that your fires, your food, everything is done for house elves that are unpaid? Yes. Yes, Hermione. She's making really good points, and I think that people actually are like, uh, yeah, like I feel bad about it, but they're teenagers, so it's like, uh, yeah. I don't feel that bad about it. It's sort of it. like... 
But I just think it's easy enough to, like, that's like reposting on Facebook. Like, just buy a badge and put it on your backpack. Yeah. Like, you don't have to, like, go to a rally with her. Yeah. It's also because it's Hermione. I know. Which sucks. She's not popular. She needs, like, she Fred needs and Pavardi. George. Oh. Well. Yeah. She needs Fred and George. Like, if Fred and George bought a badge, but they, like, refuse to, which I'm, I like, Yikes. But they also know the house elves best out of yeah. anyone. Which I'm not saying is like, like if, if that's the case, like even more so they should be like, but. Um, I also love that George, Fred and George kind of do stand up to her though. Like just because I feel like a lot of people don't like yeah. respectfully talk to her about it, you know, like they just yeah. try to appease her. Like they even say like Neville. Yeah. Like, and they just, don't dismiss her either. Yeah. She's, they're like, Hermione, have you ever like. Yeah, they treat the her like a sister, which yeah. I like. I like that, too. But that's just... I, I I like to think about that relationship with Fred and George. And I, in the next book, too, mm-hmm. when she's a prefect, like, yeah. I like their... Their banter. And when she's like, I can't tell them that they're wrong because they're not doing anything. <laughs> like, they're just doing it on themselves. Um, with the hats, yeah, with I think. The or the throw-up or whatever. I don't know. But she's, like, so mad about it. But she, like, respects them so much. Yeah. I mean, they're smart. Like, she knows that they're brilliant. Yeah. I Yeah, they have a good relationship, I think. Like, better than, like, how Percy is with the twins. Ugh, Percy. Because he doesn't respect them. He looks no. down on them. Um. Yeah, that was my guess. Um. Oh my god, I'm going, again, Pavardi, get that ridiculous. I know, that was so funny. <laughs> like, let Pavardi wear her butterfly clip, damn, McGonagall. Um, just like, yay, Sirius, I can't wait to see you. <laughs> that was my note, I can't wait to see you. <laughs> I can't wait to see him either. Um... Okay, so are you at where they enter? Mm-hmm. Horses the size of elephants? Terrifying. Terrifying. Just get elephants. <laughs> flying elephants. <laughs> well, flying horses. <laughs> Pegasus. I mean, at least there's like a, a mythological. But they're like Pitaminos or whatever, which is like a real horse. Yeah. But the, yeah, the size of the elephants, I was like, what the how do you think Hogwarts would get there if they were like traveling? Train. That's what I Classic. said. Train. And do you think that they've been like traveling like all day? Like in the ship or in the I think carriages? So. I, or, or yeah, or multiple days. Yeah, I think. Oh, well, I guess not. Maybe like a day. Yeah. Like the Hogwarts train ride takes like mm-hmm. a day. But very cool. Yeah. I very like this. Cool. This was very clever of her. Yes. I'm really intrigued. And would she you made rather, them, like, different. Would you rather go by Beau Buttons or, um, Beau Baton or, uh, the Durmstrang ship? I feel like there's more freedom on the ship, but I'm sure the carriage is, like, magically, like, bigger. Yeah. But, like, you can go outside and stuff on the ship. Yeah. I think... But you don't like... No, well, it's... It comes from underwater. It's like a submarine. Yeah, but it's still, like, a regular ship. 
Because it goes up. Like, it has, like, a mass and stuff. Like, it's no, a no, real shit. No, I know, but I'm saying, like, could you, I, you couldn't, I feel like most of the journey you'd be, like, you'd have to stay, like, below deck because you'd be underwater. But I don't know how that magic yeah. works. Maybe it's like a, the ship maybe there's cooler. like a bubble surround. I mean, I'm also choosing the ship. I'm oh, just okay. trying to like imagine yeah. what it'd be like. But I would be fine with taking the carriage. It's very Cinderella to me. It is. It's very cool. But also the carriage like in the movie looks really like unsteady. Like I'd get sick. But I would also think the same thing about the ship. Like seasick. <laughs> but I like, I'm fine on ships. But that, that, that like, um... It looks like it's just going up and down willy-nilly and the, yeah. and the, it's not very stable. I was like, oh no, no thanks. But you're like flying, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I took a quiz today and it was supposed to tell me what my Disney princess slash Harry Potter character would be. Oh, wow. And <laughs> you, know when you, go, you know when you go um, through those quizzes. Um, and... One of the questions was, like, how would you get to Hogwarts? And it wasn't, like, it didn't have, like, the train as an option. It was just, like, random things. And mm-hmm. I picked a Thestral because I wanted to fly. What was your answer? Um, what was your result? My result was Mulan and Harry, which I kind of disagree with. But... On which account? I don't think... I think I would be a more whimsical combination. Like, I think... Too warrior? Yeah. It's, like, too warrior-based. Like, I am a fighter, but. What princess did you want to get? I don't know. I have no, I still don't have no, I have no idea what Disney character, what princess I would be. I feel like I'm most, like, Belle. Yeah. Well, not all of us can be just, like, Hermione. Some of (laughs) us have. But I've always liked Cinderella the best. Oh, but you're not a Cinderella. Yeah. I'm not an animal Cinderella, person. Cinderella. <laughs> I would not be friends with mice. <laughs> <laughs> and like uh, for other reasons, but mostly that. <laughs> mostly that one. Um, sometimes I get Pocahontas when I take quizzes because she's sort of like she's a whimsical warrior. Yeah, I think I'm more like a Pocahontas than I am a Mulan. Yeah. Um. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I think now with Moana, I'm most like Moana. I still haven't seen Moana. Oh! So. Um, very odd description of Madame Maxine. Agreed. I don't believe her feet are the sides of sheds. Well, of I, sleds. I was fixing up the word handsome. Is that a good thing? Or is it like a kind way to be like kind of mannish? I think it's a kind way to be, like, kind of mannish. Definitely Jim Dale thought so. Let's, like, throw in some Jim Dale's voice for Maxine. Oh, for her, yeah. Dumbledore, said Madame Maxine in a deep voice. I hope I find you well. In excellent form, I thank you, said Dumbledore. My pupils said Madame Maxime, waving one of her enormous hands carelessly behind her. When she's, like, reading. She sounds like a man who swallowed a toad. Very croaky. I didn't love her portrayal in the movie, either. Oh, I I don't mind it. But, like, it's definitely it. nothing like Jim Dale's interpretation. It's also nothing what I pictured. I think I pictured just, like, a taller 
like Professor Sinistra almost. Like more elegant. Oh, I think she is kind of elegant in the movie. Yeah. I think she's like big but elegant. I don't like her hair. <laughs> <laughs> like I think the actress does a good job, I'll say that. They drink only single mont whiskey. Yeah. I'll have to re evaluate when we'll we see watch when we it watch again. it. Yeah. It's going to be so long till we watch it. Yeah. I, I don't like how much taller she is than Hagrid, I think. But they describe her as huge. Like, she's described as bigger than Hagrid. Like, But then they say, like, they're only, like, an inch different. Yeah. I think J.K. Rowling got a little, um... But the I think that was on the movie's fault. They made her too big. Because, mm-hmm. like, Hagrid's literally, like, leaning on her. Like, t- he's, like, a full foot shorter than her in the movie. Oh, yeah. Like, when they're dancing. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I, like, I was looking at this portrayal, and I was like, she is big. The size of a, sh- a sled? Why can't I say the word sled today? Sled. <laughs> Yeah, the size of a sled, that's one foot, that's crazy pants. A rather beaky nose. <laughs> that's why I think, I thought she was, like, like thinner, almost, because of, like, that description. Like, beaky makes me think of, like, somebody with a thin face. Yeah. Like, they made her seem very, like, in the movie, she was, like, very, like, wide, also. Not, like... Like, she was, like, really heavy, but, like, they just made her so much bigger, I feel like, with, like, their, not CGI, but, like, I don't know, whatever With the they way do. they were doing to make her taller. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know We shall see when that. we watch it. I didn't have that same issue with her, but I think it was because I just pictured a tall woman, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I didn't, I don't think I had, like, a huge, um... I don't know. Yeah, I had a very particular image in my head and very, like, French, which is, like... I see. That makes sense. Petite, almost, but, like, a very tall person still. I don't know. Which doesn't necessarily make sense if she's, like, supposed to be half-giant. Like, she would be, like, large in all aspects. Yeah. But... I do think it's a sweet moment when she, like, smiles, like, a sigh of relief when everyone claps for her. I know. Okay. <laughs> this whole, like, giant storyline is really, like, it's a lot for me. Because she's, like, obviously a very proud woman. Yeah. Like, it affected me a lot when I was first reading this book. Between Spew and this giant, like, J.K. Rowling really was, like, feeling the, the social justice in this book. Like, in a better managed way. <laughs> yes. Only the, whiskey. Yeah, I was about to say, the horses, excuse me, like, single malt whiskey, excuse me? I mean, are they drunk all the time? Like, those are some persnickety, bougie-ass horses. But, like, that means they're only drinking alcohol. Yeah. Seems questionable. Also, like, we're in Scotland now, they should be drinking scotch. <laughs> single malt. Aren't they drinking champagne? They're from France. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, and then I just said, this is such a cool entrance of the two schools. Like, that's my last note. I think it's just so... Oh, I had a note about Karkaroff, of course. Oh. Just being the worst. Yeah. And, like... <laughs> 
coattailing hard on Crumb. Oh, yeah. But I do like his description of how his smile doesn't meet his eyes. I That really sticks with me. I think about that all the time. Because it's, like, very hard to do is to smile without it reaching your eyes. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's just a very good clue. But, like, it's obviously, he's supposed to be kind of a red herring, but he is also bad. So, it's a, I don't know. I like the way he's described and, like, his unctuous tone. Like, he's, I know exactly what I'm picturing. Oh, yeah. Whereas Madame Maxine's is all over the place, which is why I think, like, we have very different images of him. Yeah. But, like, I'm sure what we were thinking for him was probably really similar. And, like, the movie was, like, pretty, like, similar. I have a friend who's, like, very attracted to him, like, when he walks in. In the, like, in the movie? In the movie. Mm. Like, he's not hot, but, like, he's so bad. <laughs> Maybe you like him. I don't know. Which but she is, was, like, like yeah, she's, like, she's always been into it. Um, oh, that's the end of my note. Although I do just love Ron freaking out about Crumb. Yeah. So that leads me to my song. Oh wait, that well, that's the next chapter. But yeah, no, he do, he he, he just says it's crow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he really freaks out in the next. He chapter. really freaks. Okay, well, I'll save. No, 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 no. no, no, no. I'll save. I'll save it for the next one. I'll save it for but the next. It's already teased us. Well, it's tune in next time. Okay, but also like leave us a review on iTunes. <laughs> um, ready to do some quizzing? I am. Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hoggy, Hoggy, Hogwarts, teach us something, please. Quiz, 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 quiz. What day slash time oh are they arriving? Um, Give me the deets. Okay. Um, they're arriving at the end of the day. There is a specific time. Okay, well, they had to... I, re- I don't remember the specific time, but I remember that they... It's 30 minutes before the end of their last period. Um... God, what time would they end? And do you know what day? Thursday? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm just wrong. What is it? Give me the deeds. Six o'clock on Friday, the 30th of October. They don't get out of school till 6.30? No, they got out of class half an hour early so they could go back to their dorms and change and stuff. Oh, okay. I feel like they normally go to class till five and then go have dinner. What time do they start class? Probably nine. Nine. Yeah. They do a nine to five day. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming. That's awesome. I mean, I remember having to go up, get out for high school. That class started at 7.15, so. But you got out at 2.30. Right, but then I had, like, extracurriculars, so. Yeah, they have Quidditch practice, which sucks, because it's also dark there, like. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. I'm ready. All right. I have two, because I was, I always do two sometimes. Yeah. Like. I had a hard time coming up with one. Okay. What? Okay, what is it that Flitwick is asking of them? Three and pages on the summoning charm. You're very To close. read three chapters on It was three books, oh, I think. Three, three books. books on summoning charms, but I'm going to give it to you. That was okay, very thank good. thank you. Okay, and what is the bow batten sigil that, like, shows up on the boat? On the carriage? Yeah, I'm like, sorry, on the carriage. Is yeah. it French? Um, sigil might be the wrong word. It's like something magical oh, happens when oh, they yeah, touch yeah. down. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's, um, two swords. 
Um, they're like fencing swords, or like they have yeah. two yes. swords. Yes, yes, something. it's two wands, I think. Like like fencing. Like I thought it was it was described as wands. Oh, I might be wrong, maybe. but I think you're right. Either way, like it's like an X, and then there are three stars on either side. Oh, I did not get that much detail, but I I know they or at least they compared them to swords. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, it's a flying house. <laughs> Idiot. Oh, two cross golden ones, each emitting three stars. Yeah, so not exactly. Okay. Well, oh yeah, you asked both. Um, how many points did you give it? Um, I gave it 50 points. Oh, very low. I, like, like it. I just wasn't, like, woohoo, amazing. Oh, I really like it because I love the entrance and, like, getting that. I also think I, like, lowballed it because the middle, I think it's, like, too much is happening. Like, I really like the first bit about the Imperious Curse, Mm -hmm. and I really like the end, and then the middle for me is, like, eh. And that's, like, but I, but I do like going to classes. I'll up it to 65. I did 125. Whoa. <laughs> but my whole book has been kind of highballing. Yeah. I don't know. I went through, I guess I just went through a different scale. Because I started out really high with this book, so mm-hmm. now I feel like I have to stay in that range. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying I didn't like it. I just wasn't, like, like, yeah. there are chapters I'm, of this book I'm definitely gonna, like. Yeah. But, like, 50's low. No, 50's, like, a middle. Like, okay. a, a hundred's, like, high for me. I see. I see, like, 150 is, like, a fave. So, oh. the, I don't... This probably shouldn't have been 125. It probably should have been, like, 100. Anything over 100 for me is, like, wow, amazing. One of my favorite chapters. And so, like, 50 is, like, a... It was an all right chapter. Yeah. I Maybe I'll say 100. But this is, like, a very memorable chapter to me. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I do remember this chapter a lot. So. My champ is Hagrid for his um, clapback. Oh, good, good. Uh, my champ is Hermione for her, um... Her soapbox. Her soapbox. Nice. You know, cause girls gotta stick together. <laughs> and then I just gave my rat to Karkaroff. I give my rat to the Scroots. Oh, nice. Because of his coattailing? Um, yeah, and just because they're gross. <laughs> we mentioned them in this chapter, and him being like, you have to, like, come back to feed the nasty Scroots. Mm. Um, okay, so if you want to listen to the next chapter and hear Alex's song, tell us who the Durmstrang champion is. Tell us who the Bowbatons champion is. Tell us both. Or suffer the consequences of not getting to hear our beautiful voices. Um, but anyway, stay magical. Charmed, I'm sure. (laughs) Mischief managed. Bum 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 Thank you for listening to another episode. Um, if you can take a moment and just find us on social media, that would be wonderful. We're Potter Watch on Facebook, Real Potter Watch on Twitter, and on Instagram, we are Podcast Potter Watch as well as our email, podcastpotterwatch at gmail.com. Please feel free to communicate with us at any time. About any topic. <laughs> um, and most importantly, please um, 
give us a review on iTunes. This really helps people find out about the podcast. Um, we appreciate all the reviews and, and it helps us, um, you know, get a better idea of how we're doing as podcast hosts. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it.